Before walking over to our podcast studio to record this intro, I stood up and looked around the office. There were 12 people on our entire half of the 21st floor. And this isn't a huge office building in Manhattan. 12 people. Unless there's been some kind of apocalypse I don't know about, I assume everyone's on summer vacation. And at least some of these people must be engaging in the most American kind of summer vacation, the road trip. On today's episode, we have all the information you could possibly need to plan your own epic American road trip, including where to go, what to drive, what to bring, and even which snacks to eat in the car. We even call Kevin's mom, who works for a school district and goes on a road trip for a month or more every summer. She has some amazing tips for planning your itinerary, and I don't think I've ever been as envious of a coworker's mom. Pack your tom-tom and your biltong, y'all. I'm Jacqueline Detweiler, and the most useful podcast ever will turn this car right around if you two do not stop fighting back there, I swear to God. Hello. Hi, Mom. Hi, Kev. I'm here with Jackie. There's no Peter. Hi, I'm Jackie. Hi, Jackie. It's nice to meet you. <laughs> nice to talk to you. So you are on our podcast right now. Kevin suggested that we get in touch because you're on like an epic road trip right now. Kevin, do you want to describe what your mom is doing? Well, she's, my, so my mom works at a school, so she has a huge block of time off every summer. Okay. And is this the second year, Mom, that you've gone, I mean, you've just like done these huge road trips by yourself. All my friends are just impressed that you're out there. I'm right? impressed. Yeah. This is the third year. Third year. So where'd uh-huh. you go this year? So this year, um, I drove, drove up the West Coast into the Olympic Peninsula, and then I went up into British Columbia, and I drove across five Canadian provinces to Ontario, and then I dropped down into Duluth, and now I'm on my way back across pretty much Highway 2 across the top of of the states, Montana, Idaho, Minnesota. I'm going to go into Washington, and then I'm going to drop down and go to Mount Rainier and Mount St. Helens and just that kind of stuff. That is amazing. I'm so jealous. So (laughs) we should say that we're from California, so she started in Northern California, but I'm really jealous because she went to Duluth, which is where... Bob Dylan was born. He's one of my heroes. And also through Montana, and I used to live in Montana, so this is a, it's like a, this road trip was designed around my dream. Only you don't get to go on it. Yeah. So how long is this taking you total? So the first year I went, I took a five-week trip. This year, I'm, I'm gone for, um, last year and this year, I was gone for four weeks, because I used to get like five, uh, six or seven weeks off in the summer. So I try to do the bulk of my summer because I just, I love getting on the road and just driving. So this is a four-week trip. Wow. And how do you plan something that long? I mean, do you have like books of maps and plan? I mean, do you just like go for it or what? You know, and so, you know, I was just kind of, since Kevin asked me if, if you guys could talk to me about this, I was kind of thinking about that. And one of the things I was thinking about is, you know, that old adage that says it's not the destination, it's the journey. So for me, it's absolutely that. I just kind of, my husband and I, I lost my husband five years ago, and we've always wanted to drive across the United States. And that's how come I started doing this. I had this huge summer that I was able to do it. And I just kind of, I just wanted to drive across the United States, and I pretty much just do it by, so I use the AAA TripKick app, app that they've got because it, it just does an amazing job, and you can just route stuff. You can say, I want to go from point A and point to point B, and then you can drag it and change your trip. And I also bought the Rand McNally their road atlas, mm-hmm. and I try to stay off interstates as much as possible and just do scenic routes because I thought if I'm going to drive the country, I want to see the country, not the big cities that interstates usually hit. So I just open up the state map or the Rand McNally map, and I look for all the green dots on the map because those are the scenic highways and byways, and I just go from there. And Like the first time I knew I wanted to go 
across the United States, and I knew I wanted to do a northern route, so I just kind of planned that. Last year, when my husband was alive, we were in Jasper, and they had the Haida Gwaii Indians that were finishing up a totem pole that was going to be put up at the Jasper train station, and we were there a week before they actually raised it. So I wanted to go back and see it once they were finished with it, because we were able to see them do a lot of the carving and stuff on it. And this year, I just thought, you know what, let me check out Canada, because Canada's pretty beautiful, too, so... Um, just kind of open up a map and see where I want to go and just kind of go from there. Do you um, make detours for things that like, this sounds like you're really focused on the scenery and th- natural things and landmarks. Do you make detours for things like restaurants or hotels or things that like places you have to eat and you got to stay places? Do you just kind of pick things along the road? You know, a lot of times, so one of the things that we've always liked to do is we love ice cream and pie. So one of the things we can do, <laughs> it's true. Was just, like, I mean, the internet is so amazing. So as I'm driving along, a lot of times I'll just kind of put in the pie places or pie places or AAA magazine is really good for having. They always showcase a part of the country and you can find out like they've got this amazing pie, pie at some little podunk place up in Washington or whatever. So a lot of times I'll do that this Rand McNally book that I've been using has a section and it kind of breaks the country into a bunch of sections and it highlights like up in up to upper state New York, the Five Fingers region. It talks about some of the really cool wineries and neat places you can go up there. So I just kind of just look at some of that kind of stuff and then talking to people like people that you happen to overhear conversations at the hotel counter when you're checking in or checking out or when you're in a grocery store at the gas station and you just start talking to people and they'll tell you some cool places. So I pretty much hit pie places and ice cream places, the kind <laughs> of places that I like to see. So, and then I was just telling my, visiting my sister up in Idaho right now and I was just telling her. So when you take a lot of these scenic routes, as you're driving along, they've got so many different byways along the way. And so many states have these really cool little kiosks and they'll say scenic byway information. So you may say that today you're going to go from point A to point B, but if I happen to see a byway along the way, you just pull off and say, you know, what's so cool about taking these small, short day trips is that you can see, okay, this really sounds like this is going to be a cool byway. It's going to go through Hell's Canyon or something like that. And so you can cut off and do those kinds of things. So just kind of a hit and miss. I do really short tra- mileage travel days, like maybe five or six hours on paper so that I have the option of if I want to cut off on this road here and see what it's going to be like, I can do that. So I don't roll into some place I don't know late at night or whatever. Yeah, so, I wanted to know, since you're driving by yourself, how did you figure out what was like a reasonable distance to drive in one day? So, I, like I said, I know that I kind of, I, wherever I go, I want my final destination. I want to arrive there during daylight because I don't like really driving at night. And what's so cool is doing all of these northern things. It stays in the summer. It stays light so late at night. Oh, yeah. But, but, you know, I always only try to, to me, it's reasonable to maybe go 300 or less miles only because if there's a cool trail along the way when I stop, I want to be able to get out. And if I'm going to hike for an hour, I want to kind of know that I've kind of figured that into my day. So if my driving day is six hours, okay, this is going to push me back maybe seven or seven and a half hours. Because I, I want to be able, when I get to the end of my day, to get out and walk around wherever my hotel is, because I'm in the car for like five or six hours a day, try to stop every couple of hours and at least get out and check a rest area out or whatever. It's really fun to talk to some of the people. I, in fact, I ran into a couple from Australia 
when I was up in Canada, and they're here for for nine weeks. I mean, and I asked oh, wow. them, that's a great trip. I want to go down to Australia for nine weeks. <laughs> well, and for, so in this nine week period, so they're going to spend a week down in Los Angeles, and they're going to spend a week in Las Vegas, and they're going on two cruises. They're going to cruise in Florida, and they're taking a Mexican cruise, a uh, cruise down into you know one of the, the seven day Mexican cruises, Mexico cruises, and I just thought. That's incredible. Nine weeks and they wanted to come over here. And I, they're not retired. So I guess in Australia, you get six weeks of vacation. You can, in the company this guy worked for, you can buy an additional three weeks of vacation. And they decided to come cool. and check out the States, which I thought was really kind of cool. Yeah. That's a cool so, vacation policy. Yeah. I've never heard of that before. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> oh my God. So you sound like so, you're a person who's not really intimidated by a whole lot, but. Have you ever gotten in suddenly you're on the side of a canyon and you're like, oh, gosh, or, you know, you ran out of gas somewhere crazy or like, what's the hardest thing that you've had to deal with? Doing so this? I always make sure I have a full tank of, gas, tank of gas. The hardest thing that I do is I try to be really mindful since I am by myself traveling. So I love to get out and do hiking, but I've been smart enough to realize as I'm hiking, don't just pull off on the side of the road. And let's face it, when you travel, especially the northern part of the state in Canada, They've got tons of trails right off the road. But if I'm hiking a trail and it gets really quiet or there's no other car in the in the parking lot or whatever, I'll go just a little ways in and just think, okay, be smart about this. Nobody knows who you are. I'm really dumb and I don't usually have ID on me. I leave it in my car. And if something I'm glad you're being forced to admit these things to a national audience, Mom. (laughs) I want you to think about what you've been doing. The kind of thing that Kevin's usually like, Mom, stop doing that. No, I mean, because if, you know, so besides the fact that people can do yucky things to other people, there are... You know, I'm out there, there are lots of wild animals out there. I mean, on this trip, I've seen moose, I've seen bears running across the street. Um, so, you know, I just have to stop and think, okay, if something came at me, what would I do? And usually I just turn around and I, I have a walking stick, but a walking stick is not a whole lot of help against either another person or against a big animal if it gets too close to me. So I'll just turn around and I'll, like, I'll hike, like, around, um, like, it, it Yellowstone. I'll hike at Yellowstone because there's tons of people around. Um, even if you're on a trail that doesn't seem like there's a lot of people, it's there's just people can find you if you get you know knocked over by a bear or something like that. As opposed to, so it's more that kind of thing. Just being aware that if I'm in a solitary place, just being mindful of should I really be doing this? Um, because the gas thing, I'm re- I'm not worried about running out of gas. I'm pretty good about not taking chances when I'm hiking because. I'm getting old, so I want to make sure I don't sprain an ankle or slip down a mountain or anything like that. I'm sure Kevin also wants that. To yeah, not, I to also would like that to not happen. <laughs> um, what's the stuff that you always have in the car with you? I was realizing I don't know, like, I know what my favorite road trip snacks are. I don't know what yours are, but I also was curious, like, do you keep a first aid kit? Do you keep, like, a blanket and a pillow in case you get stuck in your car? What do you have with you? No. So I do have a blanket <laughs> in the back of my car, a first aid kit. Kevin, I honestly never thought about that. But I think it's because... He's like, shaking his head. A lot of, well, because I don't, you know, I'm, which is really dumb and I should probably do that. But I figure, okay, I'm staying in hotels. So if something happens to me, they'll have a Band-Aid for me. But that's not when you need the first aid kit. Like, like, like I know Kevin does when he goes. He doesn't stay in hotels. He camps. So, or I just sleep in my car. I've slept in my car a lot. When you were talking about the dumb places to go by yourself. I, I definitely have not observed those, those rules. <laughs> it goes deep to where there's bears and just like opens the car doors and goes to sleep. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> right. 
So I always make sure I, I always have a case of water with me because I drink a ton of water while I'm driving. Um, I usually have, okay, pumpkin seeds with me. I have peanut butter and jelly and some, like some, um, rice cakes or something. So I do have food with me. I do, I always have food and water, um, in case I get stuck. But I'm, because I'm a single woman traveling by myself, I'm really, really mindful about, um, well, I t- I'll tell you one thing, um, that I was really concerned about. I was driving so, you know, the problem with GPS, which is amazing. I mean, thank goodness for GPS. But a lot of times when you're in, especially like up in Canada, I would be driving, making, trying to make sure I'm on this, on the right road because it'll turn into a gravel road and there's no service anywhere. So it's kind of scary sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been stuck on a gravel road for miles and miles. I mean, I'm going to say 70 or 80 miles and didn't really realize I, figured I had taken a wrong turn and I just thought, what am I going to do out here? There is nobody out here that I ended up, I don't know how, grace of God, <laughs> was on the right road and, you know, eventually after a couple of hours, I cracked the windshield on my rental, but, you know, <laughs> I shouldn't say that out loud because you're not supposed to be on a gravel road, but I didn't realize that's what it's going to be, but I just try to be real mindful Safety-wise, for me, my idea of safety is going to be different than probably your guys' because you guys are younger than I am, and you can handle some stuff differently than I would. But, you know, I'm older, I'm weaker, my is not as good. I doubt Kevin and I could fight a bear, though. Yeah, I think a bear is going to win against any of us. (laughs) That's amazing. That's the kind of thing. I feel like I, I drove up in Canada one time. It was winter. And I got stuck on a road that got, it was really icy and it was like, you know, I didn't, I was hoping I was going in the right direction and like, also not Jackie's running from in a, Florida. So. I'm from Florida. Yeah. I don't know how to drive in the, <laughs> the ice. So it was really scary. So that's why I was asking. I was just like, I, I bet there are situations that you end up in. Well, I'll tell you what was kind of cool. So when I was on a road trip a couple of years ago, I was up in Minnesota and had this horrible hailstorm. And one of the cool things, like I said, listening to over, overhearing what other people are talking that morning, I was checking out, and the the customer in front of me and the and the counter person were talking about hail and what you're supposed to do when hail comes. And lo and behold, when you're driving, and I didn't know this, when you're driving in a hailstorm, you pull over and you park so that the hail is not coming at your windshield. I was so scared because it was literally coming down so hard; it was um, I couldn't see the road. And I learned listening to somebody that morning. Like I said, I was being watched over. Don't park with the hail coming in at your windshield because you will get a cracked windshield. I was able to know that I needed to pull over and turn the direction of my vehicle so if anything was hitting my back or the side of my car. So, yeah, even just being in that hail, Jackie, is scary. I mean, I can't imagine. I was stationed in Fallon, Nevada and driving in the snow there, and we didn't get much of it. But it is scary because it's not what we're used to in being from Florida, being from California. Yeah. That's nothing that I experience <laughs> on a normal basis, so... So you're mentioning all the vehicles you've destroyed. You oh. always rent a car. How did you decide that renting a car, like if somebody was going to ask you, because not everybody's going to take a trip as long as you do, but if somebody's going to ask you, should I rent a car, use my own car, what would, what's your thinking? So if it was going to be a trip for even, even just a week or two, I would say rent, and I rent because I put like, so this summer already I've put like 7,000 miles on the vehicle. I don't want to put 7,000 miles on my own vehicle. And I have a cute little crossover, and I just don't want it to get messed up. So that that works out for me. If somebody were going to go do this this summer, do you have any final tips? So I would say I get all my maps from AAA because I'm a AAA member. I just get maps for all of the states that I know I'm going to be going through. Yeah. 
That's amazing. Where are you going to next? You know, there is actually a website that did, did this algorithm. You mean for districts? Yeah. Or, well, or, I mean, so, either. Oh. It sounded like you were about to get, tell me something cool. So keep doing that. <laughs> well, so they have, there is a website that has actually plotted out a trip to get to go to, to all 48 states in one trip without, I think there's only two states that you go to two different places, California being one of them, and I think Florida. I'd like to go to all 50 states in one trip, and I want to drive up to Alaska. That's going to be my next really, really big thing. Awesome. Well, these are all amazing tips and clearly come from somebody who knows what they're talking about. So thank you so much for talking to us. And it sounds like you're having a great time, but I hope you continue to have one. Thank you so much. Thanks, Mom. Bye, you guys. Bye. Bye. So if you have been listening to this episode, you've probably noticed already that it's our road trips episode because Kevin's mom is running around the country. Still running around the country. Well, where is she now? Where's she? she told me yesterday she's at Mount St. Helens. Wow. So it I guess she must have been in Idaho for a while because we talked to her, yeah, like was, five or six days ago yeah. and she was in Idaho. So I, I was going to say, I should point out that we don't record the podcast all on the same day because yeah. people are listening to it run after another. But yeah, that sounds, I've never been so jealous of a coworker's mother. <laughs> <laughs> so we have Sunny here, Sunny Kim, who is our intern, and she has put together a list of the best road trips in the country. Yeah. How did you do this? So I just kind of went and like read a bunch of online articles about like the best road trips and just pick the ones that I thought would be most interesting for me to go to. Oh, so this is Sunny's list of best road trips. Yeah. So this we're gonna, is my we're basically going to judge you is what's going to happen. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There's 10. So number one is California's Pacific Coast Highway. So this one is known to be like the most scenic drives in the world. It starts from California's northern border with Oregon and stretches all the way down to San Diego takes about 10 hours with no stops and you can check out the Golden Gate Bridge, uh, the Golden Gate Park in San Francisco. You can visit some fun galleries in San Jose and go to Santa Cruz. This is the Pacific Coast Highway in California is there's a lot of places where in California part of why it's so beautiful is that the mountains come very close to the shore mm-hmm. and so there's a lot of landslides and mudslides and so I've been on it before where half of one lane fell Wow. And so they've like, they have like flag guys there because the cars have to go through in opposite directions. California has like the best weather. It's pretty good. Yeah. All right, what do we got? Okay, second is Route 66, Illinois to California. So this one's known to be the most American road trip, bringing back memories of Grapes of Wrath to pop music, early days of television. And um, they recommend you to visit the town of Pontiac, which is the home of two great stops, the Route 66 Association Hall of Fame and Museum and the Pontiac Oakland Auto Museum. Okay, that is in Pontiac, Illinois. Oh, okay. Which Illinois. I guess makes sense because yeah. Pontiac is the name of a car and cars are made in right. Illinois. Yeah, right? it wasn't. Well, <laughs> some cars well, are made, made in Michigan. But oh, okay. They, are some cars made in Illinois? Uh, maybe, but I mean, Michigan's the famous car okay, state. Right. Third is Overseas Highway, Miami to Key West, Florida. I have I've done always that wanted to do lot. this. I've always wanted to do this. <laughs> well, a lot. By a lot, I mean I've done it like three times, but... Still, that's a fair number of times, but it's great. Do you endorse it? I do endorse it. There's so many cute little, like, stops along the way. So now you're at the bottom. Yeah, Yeah, that's super cool. Um, They say that this route is really famous for fishermen because they, like, love to come and, like, catch great fish and stuff like that. Yeah, you can fish for pretty much anything in the Keys. Yeah, it's amazing. 
And the fourth one is Columbia River Scenic Highway in Oregon. Ooh. So this one is a 75-mile winding ride from the... The Dalles? Yes, to Troutdale. And starts east of Portland. Oh, I love Portland. So they have a lot of mountains and beautiful waterfalls and more mountains. That you and more take. and additional <laughs> mountains. Of, yes, a lot of mountains. And the fifth one is Hill Country Highways, Texas. So this is the countryside of Texas that you often see in old movies. And Hill Country is gorgeous mm-hmm. in Texas. Yeah, Texas is such a big state. And this one, you can go from Hamilton Pool Preserve, which is, I think it's in Austin. And you can get barbecue at Ronnie's Ice House. You can visit the LBJ State Park and Historic Site. You can visit the Pioneer Museum, the Enchanted Rock. Enchanted Rock, like for Austinites, is like what people do over their weekends. Like, Oh, really? Continuously. So, yeah. So that would be really fun. And then you can also go tubing down the Guadalupe River. I have oh, done heard that. that. So nice. I, I have done, you have done that and it is so fun. Ah. Yes. Yeah, I have done that. And I recommend it to everybody who goes down there. And... When you do it, mm-hmm. you can like park and then go tubing down the river and then take a bus back to your car mm-hmm. and also stop by this town called Green, which is G-R-U-E-N-E. I believe that's how you spell it. And it's like a historic Texas country town and they've got like the dance hall still and there's like a restaurant in a grist mill, I think it is. It's super cool and like okay. old school and beautiful. So do it. Sixth one is Hana Highway. Ooh. So this Must one's be Hawaii, Hawaii. Right? Yeah, if you're in Hawaii. You have to make sure to check this highway road trip for beautiful beaches. Is this on Oahu? I think um, it's Maui. The highway is about 64 miles long, but it's it only takes about two and a half hours to drive. But they have a lot of winding roads. Cool. All right. What else we got? We have the Grand Circle Tour. And Ooh. this one is for people. You can literally visit all six beautiful parks, starting from the Zion, the Bryce Canyon, Capitol Reef, Moab. And Monument Valley and the Grand Canyon. Wait, have I told you guys my Grand Canyon story? No, tell no. us. I went to the Grand Canyon, so I got stuck in Las Vegas because there was a blizzard in New York, and I oh was flying God. standby and was supposed to come home for Christmas and was going to miss my flight home. So I, myself and my ex-boyfriend, rented a car and drove from Las Vegas to Dallas, where my parents lived <gasps> at the time, which is a very long drive. And on the way, we decided to stop at the Grand Canyon. It was December. And it was extremely foggy, so I have been to the Grand Canyon. Uh, I have stood in front of it, and I have not seen it. Like you literally couldn't see it? You could not see more than six inches in front of your face. Uh, I have stood at the edge of the Grand Canyon (laughs) and not seen it. You just, like, stand there and stamp your feet. (laughs) That is so frustrating. (laughs) Yes. So, So, Blue Ridge Parkway. Ah, I've done this. This one is a great road trip for active adventurers. 469 miles of scenic road through Virginia and North Carolina. That's super long. I didn't know it was that long. I've only done part of it. And this road trip. <laughs> I was like, oh, I've done this whole thing. <laughs> yeah. But I like it. I like being outside. That's cool. And also, mosquitoes don't really like me, so I'm that must be oh, nice. locked out. That's nice. Yeah. yeah. Mosquitoes love me. Me yeah. too. Oh, my God. Okay. So, nine <laughs> is Bold Coast Scenic Byway, and this one is in Maine, and you can mm-hmm. see all the beautiful coastlines, coastal forests. You can check out the wild blueberry fields and remote peninsulas in Maine. You got to get it. You got to go up there. And the last one is the Alaska Highway. So this one's in, obviously, Alaska. And it's a 1,459-mile trip. And you can see beautiful scenery. And you can see the hot springs and the Fort Nielsen Heritage Museum and some national parks and reserves and icefield mountains. Didn't my mom say that was... Her ne- one of her next trips. I, I don't remember if she, she called her or if I, she's told me that before, but 
She, I think she mentioned that she was into Alaska. I think that's on her list. Yeah. yeah. If y'all have any suggestions for where Sunny should go on a road trip, yeah, we should do that. Should be a that segment. should be a yeah. We send yeah. we send Sunny on road trips. Yeah, yeah. that would be so fun. <laughs> Best internship ever. Yep. <laughs> It's time again for your favorite segment, Map Facts. Map Facts? Map Facts. And today we do not have Eleanor with us. She's actually... Off the map. She's off the... Hey. Hey. She's off the map (laughs) traveling around, as you probably know if you listened to our previous episode. Instead, we have Sunny Kim, who is our intern this summer. Hi, everyone. And she did a... Sunny did a great job of finding some map facts for us, so she's going to tell us what they are. I think an embarrassing map fact is that I probably spend more time on Google Maps than any website. Okay. I hope you did a good job. (laughs) Okay, I'm like nervous now, <laughs> but okay, I'm going to go into some interesting map facts. So you guys might already know this, but cartographers are people who make maps and they actually create fake street names and fake towns on maps. And those towns are called paper towns, um, phantom settlements, or bunnies. I have no idea. Bunnies. Wait, or bunnies? bunnies. <laughs> the, first, the first two make so much sense, and just bunnies? Yeah, I don't know why they're called bunnies, but most people refer to them as paper towns. And they do this so that other people, they can just embarrass other people who use their maps and identify oh. copyright. That's so it's like sneaky. a watermark kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. sneaky. So yeah. someone's like, yeah, you know, that town in Scotland, Bumble Nuts. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then, then like, you're like, not- you fell for my bunny. <laughs> yeah. You're like, that's a bunny, Bumble Nuts town, first <laughs> yeah. of all. Yes. So what else you got? So uh, the oldest topographical and that's geological correct. map is called the Turin Papyrus Map. And it's this really ancient Egyptian map, and it was considered the first road map because it shows where people can travel around riverbeds. And this map was believed to have been prepared for the quarrying of this Bacchian stone. It's like this greenish, like grayish material that was usually, uh, it was prized by ancient Egyptians back in the days. And it was, so this map kind of was believed to lead you to that stone. I'm not really sure if that... First map was a treasure map. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense, actually, that it would be. They're like, you guys, we got to write down where that is. Yeah. Or the screen stone could have been the first bunny. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe it's not even really there. Yeah. I'm obsessed with this bunny thing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad I brought it up. (laughs) So, um, and the map was found in a private tomb near Egypt. Oh. That was interesting. Cool. And what else you got? One more thing. So the world's best map collection is located in Paris at the National Library of France. And a good place to shop for maps would be at the annual European Fine Art and Antiques Fair in Netherlands. Um, that's a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> and more than 70,000 people visit this annual fair to browse 260 booths from 20 different countries. Whoa, I want to go to that. Me too. That sounds, sounds amazing. Yeah, I've never been to Europe and I just really want to go i pretty much want my entire apartment to be covered in maps that's like i, mean, I, I, I have like more nothing. maps than i have wall space for sure <laughs> do you really yeah i um <laughs> when i was living in missoula i don't remember how i even thought of this but i thought it'd be cool to get a map of missoula mm-hmm. and i emailed like whatever the city offices because they have maps of parcels or whatever mm-hmm. and i was like hey do you guys sell any maps and they're like no but we could probably print you some if you really want some and so i went and i requested like five different maps and they printed them on like i don't know whatever you call printers that print in large formats that you would use if you were putting up a huge like the map map they have at like the entrance to like a cave system or something or like a mountain system so i have like two of the maps are like old like hand-drawn maps from the railroad um companies but then the other one (laughs) i have like a parcel map of the city of missoula just because i thought it was cool like a line drawing but it's 
just a map I'm showing jealous. You know, who I, the popular I ones are. I need more maps in my life. Yeah. I have like a map. Oh, come on. I know. I know. You need to go to this thing in Europe. Clearly, do I you do. you have any maps, Sunny? No, I do not. And that's been map back. The more you know. <laughs> There's no one better to talk about gadgets for road trips than probably Alex George, who is both our tech editor and our cars editor. <laughs> Perfectly qualified for this. The Venn circle's perfectly I know, you're like right in the middle of it. <laughs> yeah. So, and I know you act, you have a fair number of car gadgets, don't you? I have a handful that I are... I generally won't go on a drive that's a longer than an hour or so without them, for sure. So I'm excited to hear what these are. Me too. Okay. <laughs> so the first one I'll address is that everybody, even if you're not a Uber or Lyft driver, you have a mount for your phone that goes in the car. So, you know, a lot of people do the uh, suction cup that goes in the windshield. Apparently, I don't know what it is in New York State, but it varies state by state how legal it is to have oh. something obscuring your view. Oh, so in some places you can't actually, I mean, I, I think, you know, that's pretty far down the list of what you'll get put, pulled over for in a lot of states. Uh, but the one that makes me just to have more of a field of view too, cause like modern car, you know, the A pillars, which is those, the part that holds up the windshield can be really thick and it's kind of hard to see in your periphery. I have one that goes on the air vent. So it's like a little kind of claw thing that holds on to it and right goes next on to those little air fresheners that you plug into the air vent. Oh too. God. I oh yeah. Thing. My mom used to have those. They're great. <laughs> oh yeah. I never liked air fresheners. The black ice evergreen tree, whatever one, it's like in every, like, friends have every it. I'm cab. like, come on, why yeah. you guys got it? Anyway, so there's one from uh, Kinu called the Airframe Magnetic. And so what you do is you have, uh, like, if you have a phone case, you put this little magnet in the back of it. Then when you get in your car, you just throw your phone oh, up nice. and you don't have to, like, latch it in or anything like that. It just adheres oh, to it. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Apple CarPlay is kind of cool if you've ever seen it. Basically, you plug in your phone to the car and it turns your little heads-up display into this kind of iPhone-like interface. It used to be you had to use Apple Maps. Like they, that was just their way of strong arming you into using their software. And now they are letting you use Google Maps. They finally awesome. admitted that uh, Google Maps like, is yeah. clearly the, the uh, winner in that department. They wouldn't say that, but yeah, they're, uh, that's a <laughs> little bit of good news, I think. Because I think <laughs> Google Maps is better for sure. Yeah. Uh, we had this in the magazine recently. It's called the Owl Cam. And so what it is is this former Apple engineer, which is what everybody is. I guess every apparently, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Guy made a, um, you know, dash cam, like, so for a while, I reviewed a ton of these dash cams. Like, these are the things that, remember when that, uh, Russian people always the see Russian, that Russian, oh, yes. like a meteor. <laughs> yeah, the craziest. So this guy made a, it's so 350 bucks. Uh, it, typically these things are like 70 bucks, maybe a hundred, and you buy them on eBay from a no name seller. But this guy, if they make a, a legit dash cam, the thing that I think is kind of cool is that you can do, like, it's constantly recording, but you can do, so, and it does, Security stuff where if your car is parked somewhere and it sends the accelerometer sends an impact, so like somebody backed into it, it'll start recording and get HD footage of either maybe the license plate that hit you, that kind of a thing. But the thing I like a security camera almost. Yeah, but the so the point the point of this uh, this segment is uh, get all these gadgets and never get in a car without (laughs) storage. Okay, so this week's testing table, I don't know if I want to say it's the tastiest or least healthy testing table we've ever done, but for our road trip issue, we are taste testing everyone on staff's favorite road trip snacks, and I have a rather large panel of people here. Does everyone want to say hi? Hello. Say who you are. Uh, this is Lara Sorikonich. I'm an associate editor. Hi, this is Sunny Kim. I'm the editorial intern. This is Maud Campbell, copy editor, Frozen Maud. <laughs> 
Hi, this is uh, Henry Robertson, a research editor. This is Eleanor Hildebrandt, fact master. <laughs> okay. So everybody here has brought something that's their favorite, but we had two suggestions from people who cannot be here. So I want to taste those first. The first one was from Peter Martin, who's home being a dad. And he said, I love all things gummy, worms, fish, bears. I would have said not those Coca-Cola bottles, but I tried one out of desperation and it wasn't that bad. But he actually had good reasoning. There's no melting. There's no crumbs. There's no tilting back of the head to enjoy the last bits, which is dangerous when you're driving. And I hope that you all can make a case as strong for your favorite. But what gummy thing do we have? We have a rattlesnake gummy. Yeah, so I went on an adventure to try to buy these. And apparently gummy worms are not on the market anymore. Really? Uh, but they have gummy snakes now. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what... I don't know what, they don't make unsour gummy talk, worms talk anymore. Sour. You know what I mean? Well, they make like trolley light yeah. brights or whatever. But this is like a regular Haribo... It's basically a gummy worm, but they rebranded it into snakes. Rattlesnakes. <laughs> yeah. Do you want me yeah, to open Yeah, let's open them. We can start opening everything, actually, and get all the bag okay. sounds. It's a lot of crinkling. This is a, this is a ridiculous sound. <laughs> <laughs> My mod. <laughs> we'll get to it. I already know what a damn grape tastes like. <laughs> <laughs> these aren't these aren't these surprises. I want to taste some new things. Talk closer, mod. If you're going to offer sassy commentary, you have to do it in the I microphone. That's the rule of the podcast the room. <laughs> okay, let's pass around the gummies. We have to go faster than this, by the way. <laughs> There's so many foods here. This is we don't have Jackie here to keep us in line. I think his thing about not melting is great, but it also, it's just not fun to sit and just chew a gummy worm. No, because you're really chewing. You're like gumming it. Gumming it. Yeah, it takes a while. Also, I don't know how much sustenance I feel like these have. Like, Yeah, it's go. not helping you make it <laughs> yeah. to the next stop. I mean, yeah, if it's empty calories, let's at least have a little just more. Just throwing this out there, <laughs> Eleanor, are gummy worms vegetarian? Lara. Sorry, Eleanor oh. is a vegetarian. <laughs> Nope, they got gelatin. All right, gummy worm over. <laughs> okay, so the next the next suggestion from somebody who's not here right now is Michael Wilson. And um, he said, he's the only person who spoke in such extreme terms. He said, I will die on a hill for cheddar Chex Mix, oh. which is probably a little more sustaining than gummy worms. Yeah. So I think let's try that next. I don't know about dying on a hill for it. But. Well, it's like, it's like, this is the hill I die on, you know? Oh, okay. Like, that kind of thing. Um, they're very orange, and they're coated in um, in a delightful cheese dust, which I personally enjoy immensely. Yeah, I like cheddar Chex Mix. Terrible, though. You're going to get cheese dust all over your steering wheel and all over your interior of your car. See, I like the bold-flavored Chex Mix. You know, you got your garlicky. I looked for those. I couldn't <gasps> find them. Oh, that black bag is so good. Yeah, who said well. who said bold? Somebody else said bold. Um, I've never had that. that. Was uh, is it different? <laughs> the um, oh, it was, at, it was Twitter. At Moot Podcast, uh, you can always tweet at us. Little promo, um, but yeah, someone on on Twitter said bold flavored mm. Chex Mix. I don't know if I've ever seen cheddar Chex Mix before, but I'm, a, I'm these are these are really good. It's pretty yeah. good. Less dusting than a Cheeto or a Dorito, I think. Oh, really? I feel like a lot of I'm feeling real dusty right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Wearing this black dress with this cheddar. The crunching is really satisfying unless you're next to a microphone and have headphones on while you're doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I would say the pros for the the cheese cheddar Chex Mix is um, it's obviously very delicious, as is most Chex Mix. But Chex Mix is kind of delicate, I feel like. So I feel like if you shoved your hand in the bag and, like, grabbed it, all your little Chex are going to crumble apart and you're going to get crumbs everywhere. 
Also, well, then the cheese dust. You'll get that tip back. Was that what Peter said? Yeah, this is the pe- this is Peter's concern. And he was in charge of will it kill you? When probably back. it's a good way to die. <laughs> Do um, we have any protein in this? Good question. <laughs> hey, Hank's, Woke up. <laughs> Hank's all about a balanced diet oh, yeah. on his road trips. Um, oh, so we should say, okay, so the person who tweeted this at us was at Trav Pearl. He, he tweeted it, uh, Moot Popcast handle. And he says bold checks mix, which we couldn't find. Mm. We could not find bold. I could not find bold checks mix. And I did go to four different stores. Oh, so wow. It oh, must be so delicious that everyone's tried, buying it. Yeah. Everyone's going on a road trip and they stocked up. Um, did we get the Gardettos? That was yeah. our last. That was actually mm-hmm. one last PM oh, staffer who's not here. This is James Lynch, who's on the road quite a bit. So maybe knows what he's talking about. Those are good. Also, quite Chex Mixy Gardettos. It's just Chex mix, mix without the Chex. Okay, so I chose the Funyuns. And the reason why I chose the Funyuns <laughs> is, personally, like I feel, I feel kind of ashamed when I buy Funyuns because they're like, kind of totally disgusting but they're also so delicious and when I'm on a road trip I'm like I'm in the car like I can eat whatever I want I'm gonna be here for a while like I just want to be happy and then also when you um, buy them and throw them away you put them in some random um, trash can in a rest stop and no one ever knows that you were eating Funyuns in the car I love that so I'm here for Funyuns Somebody said they've never had a Funyun before. I've never had a Funyun. I'm going to have one now. What What were you going to say, Hank? Oh, just anyone who brings a bag of Funyuns at a party is the life of the party. (laughs) (laughs) It's a game changer. (laughs) Troll them on your finger. Oh, come on. (laughs) Talk more to the microphone, Hank. Can't miss this commentary. All right, Hank, what did you bring? Oh, uh, I brought like a staple of my um, diet back uh, all of college every single morning. I had uh, little bites and Coke. That was my breakfast for uh, four years. <laughs> the breakfast um, of champions. Yeah, yeah. It was like we were taking exams and just having that. Sure. You, you know, it was great because, like, you get this, like, big sugar rush, and then right after you take a nap because you just crash really hard. You, you wouldn't feel great. But. So you wake up for breakfast. You have Coke and, and little bites. Sugar rush, then just go right back to sleep. Yeah. And then I'd usually wake up and polish that off with some Cheez-Its and some more Coke. So those are my two snacks <laughs> wow. here. In case our classy listeners don't know what Little Bites are, they're miniature muffins, and in this case, they're chocolate chip miniature muffins. So, Hank also has another important qualification, because he's a musician, so I assume you've been in, like, a van between shows. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, do they, would any of these things not be found in a van? Oh, definitely, I mean, cheeses are the best, but they're also just a pain, because the crushing sure. factor... Little Bites certainly are in a van. They had always Coca-Cola. More so, you you want some kind of protein bar, too. You know, just to be real talk. Just be a little healthy. Cliff bars are great. Because you're not going to, you know, you're not going to have time for uh, going to restaurants. You don't have the money. Yeah, you you need need to stay healthy. Yeah. I forgot how good Little Bites are. They're so good. Feels more like a dessert. No, Sonny, it's a It should be breakfast. noted that we don't have any protein bars or cliff bars or anything remotely nutritional in sight, except for... Not true. Except for, Eleanor, this is my time. So I said to Kevin, I know it sounds lame, but I said grapes. Because you, you need a little palate cleanser, a little freshness, but they're still sweet and they're still like fun to eat. Same thing as Peter was saying, you're not going to get crumbs... You're not going to have to, like, spit out seeds or pits. There are, you know, it's not going to have any dust to stick to your fingers. Mod says they're a choking hazard, but what on this table Say is not? Say it to the not? microphone, Mod. 
I don't think my comments are worthy of the microphone. So my my problem with the grape, I I think I'm pretty much on board with this. Lay it on me, Kevin. But they're just going to get lost in the nooks and crannies of the car, and then they're going to either attract uh, flies or smell bad. They're going to get lost. What are you syndrome. doing with them? They roll away. Yeah, they roll away. You keep them in the bag, and you stick your hand in the bag just like. Yeah, but you're driving. Snack. Sometimes you grab too many, and then you, you get a bump, and some lap. get shaken loose. They're on stems. <laughs> Let me. T- can I tell you something? This is not as hard as you think because I was on a road trip once. And we like got a bag of peaches, and then we were pretty sure we lost one. But okay. we were like, how could we actually have lost peaches? It was a long road trip. Like two weeks later, the car smelled horrible, and we it was a peach. Again. It was a peach. <laughs> peaches are huge and don't come on bunches. That's why grapes are great. But they're tiny. They're You're going to lose one. All right. Well, like, I think maybe we, you have to put that to the test. I think this is an unsubstantiated claim because your your evidence is peaches, which we, are different. We should we should tool test different fruits. <laughs> but everybody's lost the grape in the kitchen, though, right? No. What? I they are slippery. They're slippery. But I do like Eleanor's point that they're that for a fruit, they're very portable. They're very clean. They're very easy to eat. Not a ton of. Like a peach or something, you can take three bites out of and be like, I don't want this anymore. And then what do you do with it? You throw mm-hmm. it out the window, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I wish I had done that. <laughs> On to the side of the highway. But. Yeah, can we pass the grapes around just so yeah. I can eat something that's real food? Exactly. See? That impulse is why the grapes are important. The real food factor is also really important. I feel like when you have consumed Funyuns, Combos, Chex Mix, and Chocolate. your body weight in MSG. And a premature dessert of Little Bites. Yes. <laughs> dessert. <laughs> Well, Henry, you start off the day with breakfast. You end it with dessert. I mean, come on. Well-rounded meal. Got your protein in the middle. You don't feel good about that? The only thing with grapes is, I mean, I think it's more of a hazard if you're the driver. Because, I mean, with me, with grapes, I just, like, my dad would make funny faces with grapes in his mouth all the time growing up. <laughs> and I can't eat grapes without doing it. And, Entertainment uh, value, yeah, though. It does have, oh, How long is our road trip? Great. It's just if you're over a bump and... You know, I always just try to fit as many graves in my mouth. It's, it's like a just a fun. <laughs> that is a so we're making sure problem. you're a passenger. It's the, yeah. We do the next office road trip. We're not letting you drive. Um, okay, I brought two things because I usually buy both these things. So one is combos, which is just like my disgusting thing I enjoy eating on the road choice. Um, I like. Worry. I feel like this is people. I think this was the first flavor, but then people really went on board with pretzel. See, I, I like, like cheddar cheese and cracker. I just think it's like a very salty, fake cheese flavor. And I noticed, I'd never noticed this before, but when I bought these today, the front of the bag, like in the big letters where it says what kind it is, says cheddar cheese asterisk cracker. And then directly underneath says asterisk means flavored filling. Uh-huh. It's not even, they're not even trying to hide the fact that it's not real cheese. I just think they're delicious. And um, I like foods where you can eat them multiple ways. So you can just like chew right through them. That's great. Or you can suck on them and suck the cheese out of the middle and eat just the cheese and then the cracker separately, which I really enjoy. <laughs> then my second pick was sunflower seeds. And this is somewhat more practical. I really like sunflower seeds. But the thing about sunflower seeds is that it's like an active thing. So it helps keep you awake if you've been on the road for a long time because mm-hmm. you'll choke. You can't just chew them and swallow them. you got to spit the shell out. Um, <laughs> also, though, don't spit them out the window because they'll stick to the side of your car. Oh. Mm. Kevin has gone for entertainment value in his um, ranking of road trip snacks. See, I like pizza combos. I'm a pizza pretzel gal, so I don't know how I feel about your cheddar cheese combo life, but... It seems like you do know how you feel about it. Well, I do know how I feel about it, but I still like you. (laughs) I'd still go on a road trip with you, Kevin. It should be noted that sunflower seeds are a really bad thing to have in the podcast room, because now we all have to spit them out in front of each other. Don't we have extra cups? Yes, we have one. 
We can do it just like you do on the road. You finish your soda and now you have a cup to put the seeds in. We have to share a spit cup. A spittoon. (laughs) So that is, I feel like that is a knock against the grapes because if you leave the grapes in a hot car for a couple hours, they're going to get like weird and stanky. Whereas like all of this other food has a shelf life of 800 years. (laughs) Eleanor Eleanor looks so offended right now. I'm feeling very persecuted. Um, I'm just going through pros and cons of everything, no, that's, guys. I, that's, that's I'm, I'm just playing the devil's advocate, the devil's snack advocate. <laughs> devil's snack. Um, so I think the only thing left, so Sunny brought us, these are your favorite Korean snacks, correct? Yes. So I couldn't choose one, and I bought, like, four, <laughs> which is, like, yeah. Um, so we have here, we have, um, this is kind of, like, fun to eat, and it's called gokarkon. And you put it on your fingers. Oh, they're like bugles. Yeah, the yeah bugle. they're like bugles. But I love the that. Korean I'm version. I'm so excited. Why and is the, why is what's the flavor? Yeah. value. Um, tastes like corn. But oh, see, I was thinking it was fancy on like a dessert chip, like uh-huh. a chocolate, because of the color no. of the bag. Oh, no. the bag is brown. So they, yeah. they're bugles. Mm-hmm. They are, but they're a little bit less salty, I mm. think. So you guys can try some. Is salt, would you say that is Korean food less salty in general? I wouldn't say that Korean food is less salty, actually. I feel like most Korean foods are very salty and very spicy. I guess they're pretty good. I I like these. Okay, what else, Sunny? Distinct corn taste, which I like. Yeah, Mm -hmm. they have a really strong corn taste. Yeah, maybe it's the lack of salt that makes the flavor different. Mm. Maybe. So the second one that I have is shrimp crackers. And this one is a spicy flavor. It's really not that spicy, though. I wouldn't say that it's very spicy, but I like these. I like the happy looking shrimp on the bag. So <laughs> you wanna are you gonna work for them now as a PR person? <laughs> Could. Okay. We've been going for twenty minutes, so we have to <laughs> we wrap this up. Okay. First of all, Mod was sort of brought in as a judge because you didn't you didn't bring something, right? So I brought nothing. What was your favorite of the things? Wow. Which I'm currently re eating right now. Re eating? <laughs> well, I already ate it before, but I wanted more. So I'm going back. So I guess the question is if you, like, went into a gas station and had all these things, you only buy one, that would be it. Mm-hmm. Okay. What about everybody else? Because this is a testing table. So say which ones you which one you would buy at a gas station when there was, I don't know, no real meals around. Uh, I'd go for the Gardettos. Yeah, I agree. Gardettos is delicious. How <laughs> 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 would you... Cheez-Its. They give you a kind of a little bit of a heartburn. Oh, yeah. We, while, didn't, but... we didn't talk about the Cheez-Its. Cheese is the best. I mean, original cheese. Everybody knows what cheese is. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I guess I mean, this, this is part of Pink's point. suggestion, but I think somebody else told me cheese is also. Me. They're really hard to stop eating. Mm-hmm. The party makes this good also. It's a good thing about sunflower seeds. You know, I'm really seeing the merit of sunflower seeds because of all the work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can be eating them forever. They're healthy. Then they keep you awake. Yeah. Too I mean, work keeps you awake. You know, you can just, I can eat cheeses in my sleep. Of the things I didn't bring, I actually think that I thought the Chex Mix was really good. I like I'm I, I really do like the fake powdered cheese. Obviously, I like the fake <laughs> cheese and combos also, but I just really like the crunchiness. It's mm-hmm. very satisfying. Yeah, I think I mean I think the real ideal thing is to get a mix of these things. Get some sweet, get some salty, get some keep yourself awake stuff, get some make yourself feel healthy stuff. And you're going on a road trip, so like splurge and get a bunch of stuff. Yeah, now we have to divvy these things up. That's our show, y'all. The Most Useful Podcast Ever is produced by the staff of Popular Mechanics and edited by Brandcasters, Inc. at www.brandcastingu.com. We'd like to thank Bettina Warshaw and Andy Bowers from Panoply and Popular Mechanics Editor-in-Chief Ryan D'Agostino. Please subscribe to our show on iTunes. And while you're there, leave us a comment. We'd love to know what you think. 
And if you want to read more about life hacks, projects, science, and technology, check out our website, popularmechanics.com. While you're there, you can subscribe to the print and digital edition of Popular Mechanics magazine for just $13.99 a year. I'm Jacqueline Detweiler. Thanks for listening.